I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Vent. This is Vent Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Let's get it cracking. Hey, and welcome to Vent Weekly. I'm Nuruddin. And I'm Santos. Each episode, we chat to a journalist or expert about a topic we think is important. Santos, do you use Snapchat? I used to use it a lot, like when it first came out. But when did you sign up? So, like, what year do you think you signed up? I'm not too sure. Like, when did it come out again? Like, like when I was in year nine, so probably about 2000 and. 11, 2012 So probably like maybe around the year or maybe a year after, after it started Did you know people in London though use it to sell guns? Guns bro Glocks, Berettas, like, Smith and Wesson. I'm in the ghetto Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Real Nah guns. bro Nah I didn't know that they, they use Snapchat to sell guns Like I thought Snapchat is just like a social platform And there's a whole dark side to Snapchat bro What is sold on Snapchat? Fashion, yeah. Um, makeup. Shut up, bro. Guns. I was aware that guns are sold on Snapchat, but I was more maybe in a different country, different countries. Wow. I'm actually quite disgusted about that, to be honest. That they sell guns on Snapchat. That's nah. I didn't know that. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Serious? Today we're joined by vice journalist Ruby Lott Lavinia and researcher Tia Dondi to find out what is really going on on Snapchat. Hey Ruby and Tia, could you introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm uh, Ruby Lott Lavinia. I'm a staff writer at Vice, um, so I kind of write about everything, and I also cover a lot of like the investigative stuff that Vice will do. Nice. I'm Tia Dondi. I work on the digital team at Vice as a researcher. So my job is usually researching stories, casting, and finding people that basically go into the documentaries that you see that go online. So it seems that you can get just about anything on Snapchat, which obviously leads on to to this investigation we're going to talk about. So like, what exactly was this investigation? We started an episode of High Society, uh, which is a drug series that we do. And the aim was to see if we would be able to find drugs on social media because we'd heard from a lot of young people that it was actually very easy for them to buy drugs online on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and even Twitter. And there's also this big European drug report that just came out, which basically spoke about how easy it was. And it was actually kind of put to the government. It became that big. So started my investigation by creating a Snapchat account um, and an Instagram account under a different name. So I made him a male uh, and on Snapchat created one of those bitmojis. So, you know, put a cap on him, <laughs> yeah. made him look a bit kind of rummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to kind of, the way that we did it was 
it's easier to search for things on Instagram because you can search using using hashtags. So we searched using uh, hashtags like the plug or um, emojis that kind of signify different drugs. So like the yeah. leaf emoji for marijuana or like mm-hmm. pills. Um, and then we kind of realized that actually it's massive and there are so many dealers that are functioning off Snapchat. So we looked on all of these Instagram accounts and all of them have these Snapchat names and we started just adding them on Snapchat and then we started guessing names on Snapchat so we started typing in The Plug London or Ecstasy um, all these keywords and all these people would come up and would start adding them on this fake account and hot. yeah and and literally within minutes that we were accepted we would go on the stories of these kind of dealers and they would be posting packets of weed or cocaine or pills in bulk. So we realised that it was actually a massive thing. But what we did come across whilst we were doing that research was guns being sold on Snapchat. And those were... I can't really remember the the actual name of the guns. I think Ruby, she knows. Yeah, there was like... There was was a variety. There were like pistols, like Glocks, uh, AKs, Mm -hmm. um, like a lot of the like automatic rifles that are, like, famous for being used in, like, the US for, like, the gun... Berettas and yeah. Colt, Colt yeah, ARs. Exactly. Probably some yeah. sword-off shotties and that. God. <laughs> Which is obviously mad, because you yeah. think, like, Snapchat and guns. I mean, what... what where, if, if I ever thought, where was I to buy a gun, I would never think Snapchat is 100%. the place where you'd get it. Um, and to just stumble across that, so I don't even know how easy it would be for someone that's actually looking for it. So, yeah, it was quite shocking. And with that, we also found a few other things like fake passports and fake IDs and basically this whole underworld that Snapchat is. Yeah, there really yeah. is a dark side to Snapchat. There Sna- is. Snapchat is like the dark web's third cousin or something like that. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Come like man. messaging app where you can just show pictures of what yeah. your product is and just sell. I feel like as well, like what might what it might be is that like, Snapchat is free. You just need like Wi-Fi to use it. Do you get what I'm saying? So these mm. dealers, they might not want to have to get a new SIM card every month and then then have to top up and stuff. Like it might and be better for their find business. Clientele like walk around and ask people if they really want that. Yeah. Whereas they know the internet is a platform for people who would want that. Yeah, and I think the reason why Snapchat is used so frequently by dealers to do this kind of dark thing is because it's got end-to-end encryption. So, you know, it's not easily traceable for the police and wow. authorities. Snapchat has end-to-end I- encryption. Yeah, do I any don't other really apps? even know what that means, to be honest. No, do any other apps have that? Like, Yeah, WhatsApp, you can ha- you can turn on end-to-end encryption. And I think with Facebook chat as well. But there, I think there have been some places that have found those apps to have like loopholes so like you can get through the encryption but snapchat's also an interesting one as with all kind of online social media in the sense that the internet is not regulated what that means is that instead of there being like laws that say you know a social media app will get uh fined x amount if these things are found on it like those laws don't exist the only people that are there to um, moderate it are the companies themselves so they're basically the ones with the burden which is why during like the general election or Brexit um, Facebook has got a lot of um, stick for like not taking down fake ads but their argument is that you know like they're not they can't regulate everything on their platform and so that kind of opens up places like Snapchat to 
potential sellers of illegal goods. Tia, just to like expand on that, what was the interaction you had with the dealers and like what was the nature of the conversation you guys had? So it was started off with me trying to be a man from Birmingham. <laughs> did you say yo? Man so, from yeah, Rome. I was like, I thought you did yo. well. It was, <laughs> did I, you? I was How many O's? I, I think I, I think I started it with <laughs> with yo man. How many O's? How many O's? Just one. Just the one. Ah, you need yeah. to put like at least oh, four or five oh, so they know you're. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, yo man. He was, he was like, you're right, brother. Yeah, he was like, you're right, brother. And then we. Yeah, we just had a conversation about, I said, um, how much is your gun and how would I get it? And he said that I would get it by post um, and that it was, was it £300 or was it 600 it, I, can't, I can't remember which which gun it was, but I think yeah, it was a bit higher. It was I, think it was oh, I think it was 600 Glock. I think it was pistol. 600 It was Yeah, yeah because I think 300 yeah. is too low for yeah. a gun like that. Yeah, and then he said that it came with ammo. Um, and that he would be able to send it by post. And then I, I basically said, like, how do I know you're legit? And um, he was like, well, check my vids. And then on his videos, he's written, like, his his, his, his name yeah, yeah, yeah. on the back. You know, like, when you were younger and you wanted to, like, authenticise your, your picture, your picture you put yeah. your name in it. It's kind of like that. Um, and then he also said, like, he sent some screenshots of proof of postage that he had sent to other people just sounds like your classic dealer like this is yeah. all my authenticity yeah. buy off me and i was like thanks man i'll get back to you and did you did you get back to him no <laughs> we, we, we can't get back we to him we're not trying to get guns. our lawyers said no, no. buying yeah. guns i think the last journalist that tried to buy a gun went to prison so really? <laughs> see what um, i'm saying like they didn't even like the gun didn't even reach them bro they so, just tried nah, some people have ulterior motives just to clarify, though, when we looked into the shipping company, it was very weird. Like, I I mean, this, this is a whole other, like, hole of information. But, like, obviously we had these receipts that kind of said, oh, you know, they were it arrived here. This was the package. And it was this kind of shipping company. And I went on the website and I kind of contacted all the numbers on there. And it kind of looked like not completely fake, but not, like, totally legit. So I just, yeah, I just don't, I basically, I haven't come to the end of that mystery is the answer. It's a bit dodge, isn't it? They're covering yeah. their tracks very well. It's bookie, bookie, very bookie. If I was to buy drugs, then I wouldn't buy them on Snapchat. Actually, I would, you know, it's an easy platform too because um, there's, the chats don't exactly save, so they disappear, so there's no trace of you actually buying the drugs, so yeah. And I can't hate, to be honest, like, if I saw drugs, I'd probably sell it through Snapchat as well. I think it'll probably catch up to, to people who are using Snapchat to sell drugs and stuff. Come on, off grid. It's got to be the way forward. <laughs> so, Ruby and Tia, when do you think the exchange of guns and drugs changed from hand to hand to online? So, I think it probably actually happened, to be honest, as soon as social media started to become a phenomenon. We actually spoke to drug dealers who are the old school drug dealers who usually would just deal on the street and the go outside. Yeah, the, the original OGs who they'd go outside house parties that, you know, say weed, cocaine, MDMA to people and they would be able to just sell it instantly like that. But we spoke to them and they were almost like a little bit pissed off. They were like, you know, anyone now can be a drug dealer if they want. It's really fucking easy. You don't have to be affiliated with a gang. You don't have to, you know, it's it's literally that easy. You take a few pictures and you put it online. But what that does 
also open up to is the fact that there's a lot of scammers too. So you don't you don't know who the other person is at the end when you're buying something and you could get scammed. You eliminate that in the hand-to-hand exchange because there's always someone you're going to meet at the end of the day, face-to-face. Exactly. And yeah, people develop relationships with um, the people that they meet up with, whereas you, you never know who you're going to get at the end of the... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I said end that. End of the social media. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I think that was from a journalistic perspective, one of the biggest difficulties with this story, which was how do you verify that these are actually guns online? So that was, I think, kind of like the first point that like we were thinking about, about like how, how do we, you know, there's it's so easy to um, fake your location on Snapchat, get like fake videos, get fake images and just scam people out of money. And ultimately, we can't confirm unless we literally buy the gun and use it, which is illegal that they are real. However, we went through quite a lot of steps to try and find out whether they appeared like realistic. And Tia, you went to the airsoft mm-hmm. shop first, which is basically like a kind of air gun. That yeah, BB yeah. gun. Yeah, basically. Yeah, in Camden. And he basically said to me that anyone won't be able to confirm that it's 100% legit without having it in their hands, looking at the serial number, this, that and the other. But he said, you know, from what he could see, it looked pretty real. The bullets looked pretty real. And then I also went to this other gun shop and they reported me to the police. So (laughs) (laughs) that was fun. (laughs) I mean, not everyone's nice. Not everyone wants to help the investigation. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So then I then kind of picked it up and started reaching out to like gun experts. I reached out to a lot of like American companies and then a lot of experts in the UK and ultimately what they said was the fact that these are being advertised with ammo is quite compelling because ammo is often harder to replicate than guns Um, so that was one thing and that they yeah essentially appeared quite real and the fact that he kind of um, the, the the person in the video is kind of like taking it apart and showing you those elements though they did kind of emphasize that it is very easy to replicate it however it is still illegal to advertise replica guns so it would still be like an illegal act um, and the other really interesting thing about the account was that it advertised that it was in London with like Snapchat filters which is obviously like quite a big deal considering that like Obviously, the dark web, you can get stuff shipped from anywhere. But the fact that there was this dealer advertising from literally being in, like, London. um, Not too far from you. Yeah, and the fact that guns are illegal in London as well, as opposed to, like, America or anything. This is all mad. mad. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But what's really interesting is that, I mean... I am not a tech expert, but I know that you can easily download an app that lets you like fake your location on Snapchat. Yeah. And also there were lots of things in the video. They're like, uh, what is it? It's like the, I want to call it purple drink. The, the medicine. Lean, 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 yeah, lean, yeah, lean, yeah, 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 yeah. Lean, and, like, lean, and also like prescription stuff. Purple drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like prescription stuff that looked quite American. Yeah. Um, and lots of like videos of them driving in like super like flat planes looked super American to me. Um, but nonetheless, uh, one of the next steps was that we reached out to the Met Police to be like, so we have this thing that's being, we have this account advertising guns that says it's in the UK, says it's in London. You are the police department that like oversees London. Uh, what do you think? And they basically gave us a statement saying that it was a, quote, national issue um, and that it was not specifically a London issue and they declined to offer any further comment. So I was ringing up like three different police departments and they were all kind of like, have you spoke to the other police department? Mm. Yeah. Is this under the other person's jurisdiction? That ping pong and that. Yeah, yeah so like long. it wasn't clear. And also, I mean, there's loads of other issues like underfunding of like 
the police service that will be a result of this. But yeah, it's really, really hard to regulate this stuff. And when I got a phone call from the police after I was reported to the police by that shop, um, I was a bit kind of panicky on the phone, like, oh, you know, do you want me to send you over more information? What can I do to help? And he was like, hmm, nah, you must come across this kind of thing all the time, I'm guessing, as like a journalist. And I was like, I mean, yeah, kind of. And I just think he was just a bit like, look, unless we've got the gun or it's been used or it's not something that we're going to follow up on. So I think, you know, the... The dark web and the internet is full of these kind of things. If police were just following it through all the time, you know, I think they'd pretty much hit dead ends a lot of the time. It's mad to think that the police aren't doing much. There's no one really doing much. And then it's kind of like once someone gets hurt or someone gets killed or, or something major happens, then it's kind of a concern. And as you said, like, because they're not really worried about it from... The get go, it's gonna make the whole process, process investigation longer, longer yeah. and harder. Yeah, exactly that. Like if they knuckle down on it from the actual selling of the firearm, then the whole situation of someone dying or that's all, that can all be prevented. But it's just a case of who's do, who's doing more to stop this happening: Snapchat or the police? Like who's responsible, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think, Ruby? So I mean, this is something that kind of gets passed around that is a like online crime department or agency that I think falls under um, the National Crime Agency. Or maybe they do guns. But basically, it's all really complicated. So, you know, historically, the way that like police forces would work would be like geographically, and you would have like your beat, and your area. And now, obviously, like, if a gun is being sold, advertised in Leeds, but someone's buying it and reporting it in London, but also it's online. So like that's kind of no one's responsibility and a police officer that might be really good at uh, understanding, I don't know, a variety of crime in person is not very up to date with what Snapchat is or how technology works. Right. Like That is a whole specific area that I don't think we've really got to grips with yet. So... When something illegal happens online, it is very much still the responsibility of the police. Um, Snapchat, as soon as we told them about it, pulled the account. So in some ways, it's also kind of their responsibility to not have illegal stuff on their website. Um, But they have all the disclaimers telling people not to do it. And I think that basically gets them out of stuff. They pulled that account or they pulled your account? No, the the illegal account, the one selling guns, yeah. Sweet. Going forward from now, so like future predictions, do you think gun selling on Snapchat is going to increase or is it just a thing that's going on now that the police have caught up on and journalists have caught up on and they're going to stop themselves? What do you think? You think it's just going to keep going? I mean, it's really, really hard to predict. I don't think any of us like 15 years ago could have thought, even almost conceptualised of Snapchat being a thing. I wouldn't even conceptualise Snapchat actual social media being here yeah completely like can you imagine i mean imagine trying to explain the in like i used to volunteer in this old people's home and what i had to do was explain teach the internet to this old lady called uh bluebell how do you even begin to explain what the internet is like i remember thinking Mm -hmm. being in that room and just being like i can't even say space bar i can't say browser i can't say like you know, log in, like all this stuff that is just terminology. So the idea of what the future might look like with social media is is so hard to know. Um, I think we probably, as with any new technology, will get better at regulating it. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends what kind of government we have um, and what happens in the future um, in a kind of like sociopolitical context. But 
inevitably we will start regulating it more, I think. Yeah. Um, but when that will happen is the big question. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Do you guys have any questions for me or Noradine? Yeah, I'll be Maybe happy to answer anything. Well, our best way to buy a gun on Snapchat. Uh, okay, here's my question. <laughs> do you think, like, is Snapchat still a platform that is used widely? And do you actually know people who buy illegal stuff off it? You sounded like some investigator. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should get my jacket on. And <laughs> but, um, um, go on, you go first. Yeah, nah, obviously, like, born and raised in northwest London, it's kind of like... You, you you've seen the transition and it's like obviously in friendship groups and stuff like you might see someone else like you know buying drugs through someone on snapchat or something like that and and it is mad because you know like on a phone you might like especially the burner phones that they use you you can't really send like, a picture or whatnot so on snapchat and stuff it's easier to as advertise what you're selling so yeah like the the customer the consumer is like it's clearer for them to see you know the quality or whatever it is that that they're buying exactly. but it is it's completely mad nah. shit so you have seen it yeah yeah i've mm, I, i've seen it as well but it's just but the like area. actually like have you like it's not just people chatting like shit they no. actually like you're like oh yeah this is the advert and i'm holding this in my hand kind of thing i yeah. mean from people's experience well people that i know they haven't bought a gun themselves but i think they do know people that have so it's like not through me but through a secondary mm -hmm. but at the same time it's it's real you see it and like it, it's, it's changing from when you're saying drugs being sold on snapchat or even drugs and guns but drugs as a it changed from hand to hand again to online because of the change in actual ages. This youth selling it now rather than older people selling it because the older people aren't going to, well, they might get Snapchat to sell it, but it's mainly the youth because they right. use it already yeah. and it's there accessible to them. They and they're also, the yeah. they, a they lot of dealers it. that we met, they were, you know, below 18, some of them themselves. See, exactly. So they, they are in the age group of the people that use social media religiously. So why not use it as um, a marketing tool for your business? Like, this is the way I'm going to get that across to that person, but I might as well just snap him. Because it is illegal. Yeah. And Snapchat says it's bad. No guns, kids. <laughs> Santos, I don't think I'm going to be buying a um, Glock on Snapchat anytime soon. Oh, on Snapchat, like, so you might buy a Glock, but just not on Snapchat. Is that what you're telling me, bro? <laughs> After hearing what, yeah, all of the evidence and everything that the police are doing. We'll and, be on to you. And yeah. that, we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to catch me. You're going to make on, a Snapchat account and then just message we've, me and be like, Yo. we've got top investigators in the building, Yo. bro. Yeah, lots Yo. of O's. <laughs> you have to add them O's. <laughs> it adds <laughs> emphasis and you accentuate your need for a gun. But, um, yeah, thank you so much, Ruby. Thank you so much, Tia. You guys are great. Thank, thank you. you. Um, 
So we should probably say that Snapchat did come back to us with a response about guns being sold on its platform. Uh, And they said, Snap is deeply committed to the safety of our community and our terms of service and our community guidelines prohibit anyone from using Snapchat for illegal activity. Our Discover page features only trusted media brands who are carefully vetted and popular users whose stories are fully moderated. This means that only a select few are able to find a large audience on our platform. The design of Snapchat encourages users to interact with their real friends and not strangers. We encourage anyone who sees illegal content to report it. Our in-app reporting tools are quick and easy to use and our dedicated trust and safety team is on hand 24-7 to respond. So Santos, what do you think about what we just spoke about? Bro, like, it's absolutely mad, isn't it? To think that, like, apps that, you know, that you just socialise with your friends with have turned basically into, like, a marketplace. And then you're thinking about the amount of young people that use Snapchat as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, like, that's something that you would kind of see if you were raised in that that kind of environment. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas now you could be anywhere, an online platform and see that it, anyone and, can see it, yeah. and like have that influence there. Do you could be in Antarctica saying? with Wi-Fi, download Snapchat, in an igloo and, and that, bro. and you can see a gun. And someone's trying to sell you a strap, yeah. like that's that's mad. What am I gonna need a strap for in in Antarctica? Shoot some polar like, bears. I'm gonna I'm gonna send man a snap. Like, can you see where I am, bro? Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I don't need your strap. But yeah, bro, crazy. Thank you for listening to Vent Weekly. I've been Santos. And I've been Nuruddin. And thanks a lot to both Ruby and Tia for coming in to chat. You can find more of their work on vice.com. This episode was produced by the Vent Production team. Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Moeed Majid and Kamaya Sheikau. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent London Borough of Culture 2020. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.